It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm going to switch gears here. Yeah. I do want to remind everybody that from <laughs> July, 12th, uh, July 12th through the 16th, you can check out the College Companies Championship at the famous Firestone Country Club. Nice. Fun, family-friendly events for everyone. You can learn more at colleaguegolf.com. We got Boogie Roberts coming up in a sec, coming off a loss. But first, we had a Game 7 last night that mm. could have been one for the ages. Unfortunately, it was not. It was a dud. The Celtics almost pulled off the improbable, but instead the Miami Heat are heading to the NBA Finals. Jason, I'll start with you. How surprised are you at the dud the Celtics laid at home in front of the Boston Garden crowd in a situation like that? Yes and no. Yeah, I was surprised. You think in a game seven, they've got all the momentum in the series that they could have had a better performance. At the same time, Tatum goes down in the first minute of the game, and I think that obviously had a, a pretty big impact. Uh, I, I'm not saying Boston wins that if he's healthy, but you're not I, saying they're not. They it's don't. Not, it's <laughs> not. It's not. It's not a 20-point blowout that it became in the fourth quarter if he's at full strength. So I'm disappointed, at Boston. I've said since February I thought they were going to win a championship this year. I thought they were the best team. Admittedly, I didn't watch a lot of Denver throughout the season. I've really enjoyed watching Denver in the postseason, and God, are they good? They're better than I thought that they were. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be a good uh, finals matchup, but yeah, I'm disappointed in Boston. I'm disappointed in, in how it ended for them. And, you know, I, I think Missoula's back. I, you know, him and Steve, Brad Stevens have a pretty tight relationship and he was putting a thrust into a really difficult spot when he, the timing of it all, when he became the head coach, it really was just, it was Ime staff and they just handed the reins to Joe and said, okay, go. They still have two really talented young players I love in, in Tatum and Brown. Uh, I hope they don't blow it up. I, I would run it back at least one more time. But uh, they got a lot of decisions to make in Boston, that's for sure. But Kevin Love is going back to the NBA Finals. It's And people keep saying that as if he's a huge it, part no, of this. No, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Just it's the good fact for him. that in February when, when he goes yeah. to Miami and it was sort of like a pat on the head of there, there, yeah. Kevin, Man. you know, have fun in Miami. And now they're still alive and going. He didn't even play last night. Didn't get one minute in the game. Yeah, but my I think Lord. he will. He probably will play against Denver. Uh, you, my lord, this is. I, I I love this for not only just just sports in general. I like this to show people that certain things matter. You take a look at Caleb Martin. You look at Vincent. You look at uh, Duncan Robinson. You you look at some of the dudes that they had. By the way, speaking of the dudes, I didn't realize the homeless guy on the Heat bench was Tyler Hero. Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. He looks like a homeless guy. Yeah, he was, he's look, he's yeah. he's low down right I now. Kill you, vibe. Uh, no, but I mean, they show you this is what it takes a level of player to get to where you want to go. You got a Caleb Martin twenty six ten and three assists in a closeout game in in the Garden on the road. We ain't got nobody like that. When you look at the Cavs, Jetty's not doing that, and and we we talk about Dean Wade and. These guys, the Heat, are getting – these guys 
are getting guys that you don't even think are going to show up to ball out. They got Jimmy Butler. Kyle Lowry hit a couple big shots. Hey, and Bam Adebayo, he changed his game right in front of you, right? They they they, they had him started to bring the ball up the court, have him initiate offense, and it just goes to show you coaching counts too. You got an AC. People didn't like to play in. Guess what? The Heat did the impossible. I hate the plan. I still hate the play. Well, it just goes to show and you. They lost the first game in the play. Yeah. It, it just goes to show you that if you lock in, these teams can beat you. This is how tough it is in the NBA now. Like, this is this is a new league. All that rest of the stuff where you're going to cakewalk through it, they went through the gauntlet. They won three games in Boston, and they could have folded like a cheap suit. Like, it, they lost on the most demoralizing way you can lose on a tip-in. And guess what? Spolstra had them dudes out there ready, like ready to go. Like, no, we ain't worried about that. Let's go. He, I see them. Man, listen, it's just it, it was so, a, it was so tremendous. Teams that are zero and three are now what zero and one fifty one in trying to win the series. I think it's zero and fifty two. Fifty two. I think the Celtics were the first team ever to come back down zero three and even it up and then lose a game seven at home. At home. Oh, right. the others did it on the road. On they the were road. the first one to get a home. Shout game. out to your guy Joe Varden who was one of the guys that actually got it right, Caleb Martin was the MVP of the series. He was. And not Jimmy Butler, in my opinion. It was seven people that voted. Four voted for Butler. Three, including Joe, voted for Caleb Martin. I didn't Martin. see that. I didn't yeah, see the results. I saw it last night. Uh, Reggie Miller spent the whole series talking about Caleb Martin being the MVP, and then he voted for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> that is ac- Everything Bull just said is accurate. Right? Caleb Martin was the MVP. Yes. Jimmy Butler was shooting like crap for a lot of that game. It, I don't know. Jimmy Butler didn't play that great after game two. And Vincent played his lights out yeah. two of the games earlier. This is crazy. I still think the Nuggets are going to win the finals. Do you guys? Yeah, I would, yeah. I would take Denver. Yeah, Denver is so good. And if and if and if if Miami wins, it's it's one of yeah. the greatest feats I've ever seen. What about the? We we'll find out at least early about rest versus rust, right? Like the Heat had to play a grueling seven-game series. The Celtics came back. They get two days off before game one. The Nuggets have been off for, what, nine days, ten days? It'll be nine days before they play, and over the last two seasons, Denver is 6-0 and against Miami, and not a single game has been relatively close. I mean, I don't think yeah, that's regular season. It's a, but I'm saying it's a bad matchup. It's a horrible Stylistically matchup. wise for Miami. Bam is small. Well, he can't defend. He, I mean, Jokic, can defend Jokic. Jokic is going to have enough. I mean, but Aaron Gordon is big. Uh, yeah. uh, um, Porter Jr. is big. Why are you playing against the best coach in the league? Well, when you're talking rest versus rust, I'll take the rest every single time because the rust would last one game at most fair and I, t- I talked to when I was writing the book I talked to David Griffin just about he said it's just a war of attrition and the more that you play and the more that you get worn down and you expose right. yourself to injuries and that's where Miami's at right now coming off that seven game yeah. series the Cavs were where Denver is the Cavs were always they right. would sweep everyone and sit at home for right. a week take the week off and it was a massive help now Denver's a lot younger yeah than some of the Cavs players at the time they were a little bit older but um well, of course, we talk about Jokic. He's a little yeah. bit older than you think he is. Right. And Murray's still coming off that injury yeah, a year the ago. Rest so. is, the rest is massive. Didn't the Nuggets massive. only lose three games in the playoffs so far? They lost two to Phoenix. Yeah. And one two minutes. Yeah, and they slept, yeah, three games. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, I mean it, they've only played 15 games. It, it, you you got to look at Boston a little bit, too. I, I'm, I look at that series. I was expecting more from Jalen Brown. Like, you know, you know Jason Tatum has a hurt ankle. You know he's hobbling a little bit. I expected him to do his thing. 19, 8, and 5. But the crazy thing, 8 turnovers. 8 turnovers. He was not great. 
No, it, I still, I still really like him, but he wasn't great. He had a bad game. It, it was, I, I mean, it close out game, and that's that just goes to show you if you want to be known as the guy, the man, like you're gonna have to because I think he does see himself as the man on a, on a team or the best player on the championship team. We're gonna be doing that. You you got to show up in these closeout games. I give Miami credit yeah. though; uh, they went in there and smoked them. And they played heat basketball and Boston grinded never it made out. A run. Never, ne- never. never got any close. I remember we were talking before about <clears throat> Boston or Miami had a three percent chance to win the series. Oh yeah, remember what, that? What were the odds? Did you do you know what? How much could you make if you took oh. Miami at the start of that series? Crazy. They were a pretty significant underdog. I don't well, they were the... six to one underdogs. Wow. Like plus six hundred to win the series. Wow. And for the record, and because I already bet on it, Denver is minus three fifty to win the NBA Finals. Wow. I would highly suggest. I know it's not a great return on investment, but it is plus. It is money. Would highly suggest wagering. What if you, you bet on the Nuggets to win in like five games or less? Can you do that? Yeah, I'll tell you right Probably. now. You can bet on second. anything. Yeah, you can bet on anything. What do you think? What do you? How many games do you think Nuggets win in it? It's hard to completely count out the Heat, though, because Spolster is such a great we, coach. We've been counting them out the entire postseason. And the one thing Spolster said I loved, after the Game 6 loss, he was yeah. despondent. They all were. They were devastated. Yeah. And he sat at the podium and said, I don't know how, but we will be ready. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. And it was – he is so good. Butler I have so much kind of respect. a similar thing. I, yeah. Yeah, it was, that, was, Bro, that was like – I feel like coaches don't say that type of man, thing. Yeah. Coach, I like that. Yeah. Hey, it just goes to show you, man, coaching counts, man. Of course, especially in the playoffs. Like, when people start saying, well, I don't know if we got a good coach or not. I mean, who else are we going to go get? Yeah. Listen, go find somebody. But you got – it's all about the buy-in from the players. Also. Yes. The players totally buy into Eric Spolstra. Oh, as they should. Yeah, as they should. And, and so, and I don't, I don't like to keep making comparisons. We'll go back and probably do the. There's a segment we'll do later on the show about watching the playoffs. What are your thoughts about the Cavs? We're going do, that right next. Do don't you worry. see how they fought? Like these dudes could have. Like, do you see how they 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 yeah, clawed? I mean, they for an eight point favorite yesterday. Yes. I, I didn't think there was any way Miami was going to win that. They could have came out there and got blew out by twenty, and nobody yeah. would have blinked. They'd be like, "Well, we, we, yeah. they, you know, they were done in Game Six, but he had them ready to go." What do you got, Mike? Do you want the exact odds for the exact series yeah, according please. to yeah. DraftKings? The Nuggets to win in five plus two sixty five, Nuggets to sweep plus three eighty. Nuggets in seven plus three ten. Nuggets in six plus four hundred. Miami. Whoa, how could it be plus three ten for them to win in seven? They think it's less likely that it'll go seven. That it go seven. Yeah. Okay. What's it at six? Plus four hundred at six. Plus three ten and seven. And then five. Plus two sixty five. So they're saying it's most likely a sweep. Oh, I'm sorry. What was it a sweep? You're confusing me now. <laughs> what was the sweep? Plus what? Plus 380. No, the most likely is five. That's what they're saying. It's yeah, plus I'm, 265. You, you, you had me going backwards. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Then but the I heat. don't agree with that. I, Do you I, want the heat I, odds real quick? I would say five. A giant sweep. Yeah. The heat odds. The heat sweep. Yeah. 35 to one. Wow. Heat in five, 20 to one. Heat in six, plus 750. Heat in seven, plus 950. So the Heat are more likely to win in six than seven because they're at home. Yeah. I actually would like, if I was going to bet something, I'd bet the Nuggets in six. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I would go Nuggets in five. Mm. Nuggets in five. Uh, Nuggets in, I would say Nuggets in five. I just think, man, to, to think Eric Spolster can't get his team to win more than one game. I don't know. Well, here's a bombshell. Do you yeah. guys see this from Woj? Nope. What do we got? Uh, Golden State's Bob Myers is stepping down. Wow. Which, I mean, it's been kind of – we've written about that at The Athletic at yeah. length all year long that it was probably headed that way or it could they could part ways. But Bob Myers has been the architect of that – Wow. Of that dynasty. A, a really a good dude. Why? Why is he leaving? Uh, probably just burnout. I'm not that close to it. I don't know. Yeah. But Go ahead, Mike. So we're going to table a topic that we had in here. We'll do it tomorrow instead. Jason, this may be putting you in an unfair position, but I'm going to ask this question. You guys could pass if you want, but if he's a free agent and you're Dan Gilbert, do you move mountains to find a way to get Bob Myers here? I I don't think he wants to jump right back in. I think he wants to take a little bit of a break. I would think maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally wrong on that. But would you do it if if you could? Yeah, would you? If there was a number that Bob Myers would take to come right to the Cavs, would you do it? I mean, yeah, I think you got to make a phone call. I mean, look what he's done. Yeah, we did. He's done a terrific did, job. Of, he drafted all – how long has he been there? He's been there. He's the architect of that whole yeah. – He drafted all those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the guys – Yeah, yeah. Hey, no, his only bad pick is what? Uh, Wiseman? That one hurt. That uh, bad. That one hurt. Because that could have reset the dynasty. Yeah, that was the reset. That, that was the reset point. That was Detroit missing on Carmelo, yep, Carmelo. And drafting yep. Yep, exactly. Darko when they were in a position. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I have a ton of respect for Bob Myers. I think he's done a great job. But does the Wiseman pick means he's lost his fastball? <laughs> Everybody misses. They all miss. Yeah. It just hurts when you miss that high. It I really mean, hurts. I mean, two. It was a number one. No, number he was two. number two. He was number two yeah. in front of Lamelo Ball behind Anthony Edwards. Imagine Anthony Edwards. Who who on who, the who else would in that draft? Or no, Edwards was number one pick. Edwards was one. Yeah, yeah. So Edwards was one. They took James Wyman two. Lamelo went three. Is there any other of note guys after those dudes? Because that'll uh, tell. Yeah, give me. I don't remember. Because that that'll tell me if it really, 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 really hurt. <laughs> like it was somebody good. By but, the way, I got. No, it's a terrible pick. Uh, but it's the Akuro draft, so it wasn't a great draft. No. Okay. So it went Edwards, Wiseman, Lamelo. Patrick Williams, who's been a pretty good player, Akuro, uh, Akongwu, who is a better center than James Wiseman, okay. Killian Hayes, Obi Toppin, Denny Advia, who none of you guys knew last week besides both. I he's knew Jewish. Him. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got you. Uh, Devin Vassell and Tyrese Halliburton late. They could have had Halliburton Devin on that Vas- team. Is, isn't it Devin Vassell? It's Vassell. I thought it was Vassell. Maybe he's good. Well, Halliburton's the best player in the draft. Well, Halliburton and Vassell are both good players. I mean, but if yeah. you, if, Halliburton's if, an all-star. He's yeah. terrific. I mean, if you missed on him, but, but about it's hard, 10 teams missed on him. I mean, it's their job to know. It's right. their job to know. But when a guy goes nine and you're like, oh, you should have taken him at two. Right, yeah, well, yeah. Well, seven ask, other cats. But let me, by the way, something, speaking of the draft, something I had no idea. I don't know if any of you guys knew this. Did you know that, I don't know when this started, sometime in the 1940s, 
through 1965, I believe, whatever year um, Rick Barry was drafted, I think it was 65, that there was a thing. This is wild. If this went on today, this would be a massive advantage for teams in Ohio, especially with football. So from the 40s to the mid-60s, there was a thing in the NBA draft that you could give up your first-round pick no matter where you were picking. Now, I don't know how they decided who made the choice first, but if you had a player that lived within, I, I don't know if it was 100 miles, within a certain amount of miles of your hometown team. So, in other words, if you lived, maybe it was 200 miles, I don't know what it was. So, in other words, the Browns, in theory, if this happened in football, could give up their first-round pick and just take the best player at Ohio State. Wow. So, because, and the reason I found this out, it was called like home team pick or something. The reason I found this out was because I was looking up Rick Barry because I was interviewing him recently. And I looked one spot, it said he was the third pick in the draft. And another spot said he was the fifth pick in the draft. And I was like, how did that happen? Talking about? Yeah. Well, that's because that year there were two players taken before the draft technically started. And mm. by the way, there were about, I think there were about 25 players drafted in this way. And I think half of them were Hall of Famers. Wow. Did anybody know this existed? No, I, I did not know. I, this blew my mind when I saw this. And then eventually they were like, well, this is unfair yeah. to certain teams. Yeah. So they stopped doing it. But anyway. Can I weigh in real quick on the Bob Myers thing? Please. Yeah. So, G's mentioned it. We've all talked about how with the current construction of this team, the, the Cavs are going to have to find ways to improve on the fringes, essentially. They're not going to be able to make a massive move here that's going to completely shake up. I mean, they could make a massive move, but we don't expect them to. And I don't know all the, the aprons and the layers of the new CBA agreement, but I was listening to a podcast, and they were explaining the other day how with this new CBA, it's going to be extremely difficult for teams to build a roster with more than two max guys on your team. Like, it is so hard. And, the, Jason, I, I know you probably know a little more about the, the tax aprons. and the, But this whole new CBA is going to make it really difficult. A guy like Bob Myers, throughout his career in Golden State, had shuffled the deck in ways that people looked at at first, like, hell are you doing like bringing Andre Iguodala when they already had Curry and Clay Thompson on the wings as another guy who needed the ball who eventually fit in perfect he did a better job in my opinion than anyone else in the league at evaluating guys from other teams that would plug in place into their system perfectly even though they hadn't shown that exact skill set before it's probably unlikely and Jason's probably right that he wants to take a year off survey the landscape then get back into it and I know Kobe Altman just finished second in executive of the year voting meaningless I, I agree. If there's a number he'd be willing to come to Cleveland for, I think that could be the equivalent of the Browns signing a Jim Schwartz to completely spearhead the defense. It, Bringing him could completely change the future uh, trajectory of this franchise, knowing you have a guy that is as good as he is at working those margins, even with the Wiseman but missing. You, and to me, it feels like, and maybe it's not the case anymore because he's not running the team the same way he did. But to me, it feels like Dan Gilbert would never hire a guy like Bob Myers because he doesn't, he doesn't like the, the, anybody in his organization have that much power. Well, that's how it used to be. That's is it, the, that's, is it not that way at all anymore? No, I don't. Uh, Dan, okay. Dan is not. <clears throat> Dan's not Dan anymore. I, I can't say it any differently than that. Okay. It's gotcha. Things just run differently there. Yeah. And I mean, Kobe's got full control. Kobe's got the best seat of any of the GMs under Dan because he's got yeah. all of the economic power and the finances that come with it without nearly as much of the interference. I just, I, I think, by the way, you know, there's a lot of our fans right now saying, why would we get rid of Kobe? He's done a good job. Well, I, and I think he has like, yep. you know, Kobe, 
early on, I disagreed with a lot of the moves that they've made, but recently, I think he's done a fine job. Like I'm, I'm he not, has, but I'm not in any rush to move on from him. Well, I, I mean, here's 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 what this is tough to say. I would argue that the the Cavs with LeBron James having one championship after he had to come back a second time is a travesty. If you have the best play, like when you we've seen when when Bird and Magic was the best players, how many rings was they winning? They were in they were in contention for years. When 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 Jordan was running, and they had to deal with each other. It, when they when Jordan was doing his thing, he was in contention for ten years. The well, fact LeBron was in contention for ten years. I, some of them rosters that they built around LeBron the first time were laughable. Well, that's true. Those were awful. laughable yeah. rosters. And and, and 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 to be honest with you, when he came back, the, it wasn't the fact that we were terrible. It was the fact that. They bungled it again. They traded Kyrie like they bungled that move again in the front office. Then we ended up with a bag of, of, of mixed parts with with Rodney Hood and Clarkson. So my thought process is this. Yeah, you're doing okay now, but I'm always in the NBA. You got to more than any other sport. You got to be looking above the horizon when you watch Brooklyn. When you watch some of these other teams, I realized in my heart of hearts, basketball was just different. If you have a superstar, you better be thinking about today and today only because that whole window thing, these dudes wake up one day and, and be like, yeah, I want to trade me to the so-and-so. All of them do it. it I've seen it happen. I, I saw, I, I, I knew it was different when Kawhi Leonard won a championship and he still left Toronto. Yeah, right. If, if, so, so my thought process is if you got Donovan Mitchell, you better be in the Eastern Conference Finals if you even want a shot at resigning him. And I still don't think he's going to resign, period. So what are you going to do? Kobe Altman, he's going to get an opportunity to show whether he, he really got the Midas touch. Yeah. But because I, I don't see the assets, I, saw, I don't yeah. see the money, I don't see all of that. So we're going to figure out what they're going to do between now and w when he has that one year left. I, he, he, Kobe has done a pretty solid job in the recent years. However, in the end, if you had a chance to get Bob Myers, you fire him and hire Bob Myers. <laughs> yeah, that, that, what I said wasn't anti-Kobe. I just yeah, think Bob right. is the best of the best. If you get a chance to somehow upgrade from good to the best, but if it's possible, I make move. People don't want to hear this, but Bob Myers don't want to come to Cleveland. There, there, like there it is. That's true. He, I was just in. He has his choice of where he can go. I was, Absolutely. I'm, I'm in or Oracle. I'm in. I'm, I'm in California, bro. And I had Steph Curry and and, and Clay Thompson. If yeah. I was going to do that, I'd just stay out here if I wanted right. to. Now do the something. Cavs will spend as much as any team in the league. That's not the issue. But am I trying to Cleveland? do that? Like it. And I hate saying that. I'm a Cleveland guy. I chose to stay here. Like, I love it here. I will die here. I enjoy being here. But I understand the reality of if you're not from here, you don't want to come right. here. Right. Like, well, I, I, if you have your I am not from here, and, and I've fallen in love with Cleveland, and I'm probably going to live at least until uh, my son's out of high school, at the yeah. very least. I might retire somewhere else. Who the hell knows? But I'm, pl I'm planning. You never know in this right. business. But I'm planning to live here the rest of my career at this point. And I love Cleveland. And it is a great place to raise a family. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but I don't even think it's just Cleveland. It's 
the upper Midwest in general, yes. they're not yeah. desirable yes. places for younger people or whatever. And it's, and it's yes. no knock. The if weather a, sucks in the winter and, you know. For, her, for every Jose Ramirez you get that takes less money yes. to stay in a Midwest city, you got eight other nine guys that yeah, Paul right. George and Kawhi Leonard that say, no, they I'm going go back to California. In it's just the, re- especially in basketball. Yeah. It's just the reality it of is. what yeah, he's yeah. dealing with. It's, it's a, it really is. Because basketball, you know, like football, it's not as big a deal. Because you're only, you could spend seven, eight months somewhere else. Yeah. Whereas basketball, I mean, it's, the season takes forever. And it's the worst months. It's the winter right. months. Right, right. Yeah, the only time yeah. off is in the summer, right. and right. who cares what you and, are. In and summer. basketball, by the way, you, you talk about playing all them games of baseball. Yeah. Basketball is sneaky long as hell. The NBA like, season is longer than the baseball uh, season, season, even though there's less games. They be start, so they play in the summer because they continue to play. Don't have it be Olympics. Then you get to training camp. Training camp is like September. Yeah, now <laughs> games yeah, start in October. Hey, when we, when we, when we, when we were covering them, when I was on the beat. I think, I mean, game seven was Father's Day, June 19th. Yep. The draft was a week later. Like, we right. had to jump right into the draft. Now, I don't think yeah. they had a pick, but and still. And camp starts in three months after the season. And ends. then, well, then you have summer league. So, yep. one, yeah. mm. so and free agency. So, the, 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 the game seven was June 19th, and then the draft, and then free agency, and then summer league. Yeah. By the time I could, like, shut the computer, it was, like, middle of July, about July 15th, 16th, and we were right back at it, middle of right. September. So, you got two months off. That's crazy. Well, the players have That's a little clear. more. The veteran players have a little more time than that. But they're but, not covering the team. But those guys way. are well, playing. Yeah. Those guys are training. Like, think about it. Those guys is training. Yeah. Getting up shots, doing open runs. Most guys take a couple weeks off after the season, then they're right back in the gym. That's crazy. In New York or L.A. or right. Atlanta, not in Cleveland. Yeah, not you're right. Thank you. All right, yeah, two Mike. things. We got Boogie. He just texted me. He'll be on in about five minutes. So we got some uh, viewer questions we're going to ask here from okay. the text line. By the way, you can get daily show updates if you text the word "show" to two one six four three five fifteen ninety. It'll be daily updates. And sometimes, if we have a few minutes to kill, we'll check the line, see if anyone sent us any questions, and we will be able to answer them. It won't be every day. We won't answer all of them, but we're going to try to get to a couple. And a reminder today to our favorite people in the world, our coaches tier members, uh, no overtime today. We're doing a tag board demonstration for the rest of Tegna to hopefully lead us to some improved tag board functionality back here in the future. So no overtime today. We'll be back tomorrow. I think that's an overshare, Mike. i got to be honest with you. I just want to tell the people what we're doing. It's not that we're forgetting about that. We're not short of any content. That is what we are doing. We'll be back tomorrow uh, with overtime. So, this is a question. I have no idea who it's from. I don't want to say their number out loud. Yeah. So, I'm not going to put their number out. But Make sure you from, say your, put your name in there when you text Yeah, them. if you send us a question, send us your name. This came in earlier in the show. Yeah. Uh, is Brian Reynolds an option to get as an outfielder? What about Adley Rutschman as catcher, Corey Seager at shortstop, or Kyle Schwarber? Would any of these players be able to help the Guardians? Uh, or could we get any of them? No, 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 no. no, no. no. <laughs> well, Reynolds just signed an extension. So just got an Adley extension. Adley Rushman. No, the there's Orioles no are way on earth the Orioles would trade him. No. Uh, the Phillies Seager, are not trading Schwarber. Seager and the makes Rangers, a ton of money. And, they and just Seager makes them. a ton of money. Right. Dang, they just signed And those all teams are all good. Except for uh, the Phillies are not playing well. Who was the first guy again? Oh, Reynolds. The Pirates aren't very good. But they just extended they just him. They're not going to trade him. Right. And the Phillies are not playing great right now, but they're not going to trade Schwarber. I mean, obviously, Schwarber would be the perfect player for yeah, the Guardians. Oh, another lefty. Yeah, but he just, you know, he's got massive power. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, Bull spent three months 
campaigning for Brian Reynolds yeah. before the year. So, and then, but they stayed. No, Adley Rushman. I mean, that's the craziest of them all. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> Orioles would never trade that guy. <laughs> uh, I like the, the guys. I don't want to kill the guy. He's trying to be like, can we find some guys? But no, none, none of those guys fit. Yeah, I don't think I don't think financially either. Uh, I don't think they'd be able to. Because Seager no. signed a three hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. All right, next. But up. I don't even think they want to trade him anyway. He's he's good player. Rangers. The Rangers and are in first good. place. They're they're playing well. They're they have the best run differential in baseball. But yes, the Guardians wouldn't trade for him anyway. Uh, next. Yeah. I don't know how this started. Not sure where it came from, but the question comes from: Why does Jason hate the play-in? Oh, I mentioned earlier. I, I like the play. Yeah. I I just think that you're even more diluting. Like everyone talks about. I don't. I don't think a team that wins 38 games in the regular season should be able to make the playoffs over a team that wins 43 or 44. Yeah. Based on one game. The and play just, in blows. I, I don't like it. It's not going away. And by the way, the Heat were the eight seed, right? No, the Heat were. Well, they were the eight seed, but they lost their first playing. Right, game. but had there been the old original eight, they still would have made the playoffs. Wait, were they the seven or the eight? I think they I were think the seven because they hosted Atlanta. Yeah, they were the seven. That's right. Atlanta so they, beat so them. Either way, they would have had they a different were in. path. They would have been but in. But they would have been in anyway. Yeah. yeah. And it sucks. The, the, as you said, the regular season was already meaningless. Now it's even more meaningless. You, I don't think a team that finishes 10th in its conference yeah. ha, should make the playoffs. No, so that it, was based take, on one game. They did that for the COVID year, which I get why they did it that year. It was fine, but then they should have just left it at that. Uh, yeah, it's not going away, though. No. It's, it's here to stay. Yep. Uh, the next one, when are we all going down to Canton to watch Boogie as a big UCSS family? And this was from a fan, and we've mentioned that we should all go down at some point. We could ask Boogie in a sec when he joins us, but uh, we do got to pick a Saturday and make it down to watch Boogie. Gee, um, guy, you going? Yeah, what was the last game? I think he said they had four in a row at home. They played this weekend, so maybe three more. Yeah. I'm guessing. We should, we should, we should do it. Now, how, how big is Now, the UCSS family – it's huge, like that. There's the, we, we got we got we got cousins. Yeah, I don't know if Boogie got the the, the player comp tickets for all of them. Like like the, we, our, the family is crazy. Now we you know that that means that we I mean, we got to get only ten bucks. We got to get Jay, we got to get Jay, Jay off the boat. Mike Pope got to stop telling stories, telling like jokes. I mean I don't know if Brad. Got, is, wait real quick, did you see the story Polk did yesterday on the news or the other day? No, he no. awarded the best pothole in Cleveland award and <laughs> went out and literally measured potholes. And then, Dude, oh, it was funny. the most poke story of all time. I, I was good. laughing so hard. That's I crazy. can't believe he gets paid to put that on real TV. <laughs> it is amazing. That's facts, right? We need more of that instead of the boring stories that are usually on the news. No, I know. It was funny. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. it was it was like robbery, police news. And here's Mike Polk measuring potholes in the middle of Euclid. <laughs> it was amazing. That is funny. And he made are, it funny. Are you guys getting these too? What I, I've been getting these like, I get these tweets uh, like these different candidates asking for money. Like today is Gavin Newsom. It's Gavin. It's Gavin like he, like he's <laughs> individually. Will you will you pitch sports to Joe Biden, uh, Kamala Harris, <laughs> uh, ahead of tomorrow's end of the month deadline? What is the deadline? What, like, are you asking me personally to to like contribute to the debt ceiling, or what are you talking like? What are you talking like? It's crazy, and then it'd be like two. It'd be like like yesterday was Mitch McConnell. They say, "Hey, it's Mitch. It's Mitch over here," and I'm like, "This is crazy." So you're getting it from Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, I'm getting up, very popular with both groups. Yeah, listen, I don't know. If they've been listening to my takes, bro. They just be like, "Listen, Damn. you know, we got him. We think he. Listen, he might be the black Candace Owens." 
Listen, the, <laughs> the male version, male version, <laughs> but that would mean you'll be Jason Whitlock, though. But so it's the same, yeah. Uh, we got two more. As soon as Boogie hops yeah. in, we will uh, we'll bring him in. If not, we'll just keep filling. But Boogie texted me and said I'm working on it, so right. I do have confirmation. And Boogie's in the chat right now, so we'll do one last one, <clears> and <throat> we'll bring Boogie in. Uh, what's up, Boogie? I can't hear you, but I see you saying what's up. Uh, for 18 million, would you sign Hopkins? Yeah. Do they have the 18 million? There's always a way to make it. If they have the money, if they, to me, money is no object. On a one-year deal, I would do it. I, I don't care what he wants. Okay. We bullied him. We twisted his arm. You know, that's what I'm talking I about. Don't, I, I don't think it'll cost that much, but I, in the end, I'm not going to let money stand in the way for my team getting better. I can't. They have that. so much invested in the receiver room already. And it's crazy. They got to pay Amari Cooper 23 million over the next two years, or 11 million for him to go away. Like it's. You could say the cap is fake, and it is well, at times, but at times but it's you, not. But if you do that, you let DPJ walk, right? You probably have to trade him. You probably trade him. Like if you sign Hop right now, you probably trade him. Oh, yeah, in fact, you would. That really? Would make sense. Yeah. When did this happen? How did John just come to that conclusion? It's, it's actually—I actually agree with that. I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, like, like keep them all for one year. It depends what you get. I mean, get a linebacker for him. Unless you're projecting, <laughs> unless you're projecting him to not get as many touches, then you will let him walk with. I mean, Hop is going to replace DPJ. Yeah. If he's to me, Donovan Peoples Jones is now your fourth receiver. So if I can get something for him, I would trade him at that point. Wow, that's how I look at it. Well, hey, chat. Would if, if it's DeAndre Hopkins or, or Donovan Peoples Jones? Which I mean, one? What do you get for Donovan Peoples Jones? A fifth round pick? Probably. Would you rather have fourth DeAndre Hopkins in a fifth round pick or Donovan Peoples Jones? Seems pretty easy to me. Hey, give me a 60 now you don't have to trade Donovan. Give Jones. me the sixty-second no, poll. Let him play out. Don't walk, give me, give me the sixty-second. This is new. I didn't know that y'all was trying to trade DeAndre or uh, Donovan. Nobody Jones. is. Nobody's trying. I don't think any of this is real. Marquis Goodwin, you could just cut. I'm just spitballing. There's no guaranteed money there. So, so because well, remember, like if you added um, Hopkins, then you'd have Hopkins, Moore, Cooper. Mm -hmm. You have David Bell. They're not cutting them after one year. Well, right now, I think he's the odd man out. Oh, if, you think they might cut him after one year? No, no, no. I'm saying oh. if you if you bring Hopkins in, like right. you're only keeping at most seven. Well, I don't. I think Marquis Goodwin is gone. You're not guaranteed. You didn't guarantee him well, any money. Maybe. What's his name? The the return guy you signed last. Jakeem year. Grant gone. I've said Short's that, gone. and everyone yelled at me. I said Jakeem Grant hey, making this team. He's this gone. hey, the consequences of D Hop. You still want him? If it means losing Donovan Peoples Jones, I don't think you have to lose Donovan Peoples Jones, but. They might, they would, I would think, consider it if they did sign him. Go ahead, Mikey. All right, it is time to welcome back our favorite recurring guest at the moment. It's our guy, Boogie Roberts, joining us from Canton. By the way, USFL games are in Canton this week. $10. Check them out at USFL.com for all your tickets. Fun family friend for everyone, USFL. Dot com. You can check out Boogie and his Pittsburgh Mall. What the hell on. kind of wizard coming up next? Curtain, are you in front of or behind? What is hey, that? Man, thing? I told you to stay hey, out. The, I, you, I, you see me now. You don't. Next thing, I'm, next thing you know, I might be in the chair right next to you. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Boogie, do not. I, I better not catch. Wizard you. of Oz. I better not catch you down in Highland Park in Canton, bro. You stay out the projects, bro. When you get, <laughs> don't be around here creeping around. Listen, you got your little time. You better, you got to save your energy. Don't be around there moving like that. I got you. <laughs> Boogie, who was the, uh, what was, what was the best trash talk on the field uh, this weekend? Is there anything good? Oh, the best trash talk. Ooh. 
besides people calling me Hollywood and movie star and what I'm doing on the football field, besides that, it wasn't. I got the respect of my peers pretty much. They don't really trash talk to me. But like, did you overhear anybody else trash talking anybody, or did you trash talk anybody? Um, the the other team they have a center. Um, he's known for like singing all the songs like that's playing on the jumbotron throughout the break. But this <laughs> week, playing like four songs. He was just standing there quiet. I said, "Yeah, you don't know these songs, do you?" I said, "You can't sing." I feel like his singing give him superpowers. So that was pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, you guys took a took a, took the took an L this week. How how was the game for you personally? Besides taking the L. Uh, well, first and foremost, um, I'm just blessed I came out healthy. You know, I had an ankle injury bothering me the, the week prior. So just being able to come out of there uh, fully healthy was amazing. Uh, personally, you know, I did my job. You know, it was hard to duplicate the game before. Uh, the week prior, I had eight tackles, two TFLs, a sack, you know, at a nose guard. That's rare. So I didn't get those stats, but I uh, still had a couple tackles. I had a TFL. Um, and there's always plays that um, you feel like you could have did better on. So just want to improve. We still have the opportunity to make the playoffs if we um, went out. So everything we want is still in front of us, believe it or not, which is crazy. Yeah. Boogie, we had uh, someone in the chat ask us earlier, when we're getting the whole UCSS fam down at Canton to check out one of your games. Are you guys home the next three weeks? And if the so, next I, three how, weeks, can we, how can we put together a little, a little trip here? The next three weeks, uh, we're home. You know, you just let me know. You know, the UCSS fam got tickets on me. So when y'all want to pull nice. up, you know, I got uh, can get y'all some little on-field pregame stuff. Um, this show um, has been a blessing for me. Um, these last few home games, there's always some, somebody in the stands saying how proud of me they are. They watch me every week on the show. I had a dude bring me a poster last week, you know, saying he can't wait to, to watch me on you guys' show again. So it's been a blessing. So I would love for you guys to get down there. You know, you, I'm going to hold you to it. Don't make me come find you now. There are, there are Boogie Roberts posters. Where do we get these? <laughs> so they, they made them. They made them. They make them and bring them. So and you guys want to make? Them. Oh wow! Oh wow! Take you back cool. to arts and craft days back in third grade. Come on. <laughs> hey man, you know you know Boogie. This is crazy. We was talking about this the other day, and I was arguing with some people on Twitter. Like they were saying, it's a big deal that Miles Garrett wasn't at. Like they was going crazy. Miles Garrett wasn't at OTAs, right? And I was trying to tell them, like, look, bro. Like Miles Garrett, yes, he's not going to be at OTAs, but when you look at like some of the other guys in the room, guys that are undrafted free agents, guys that's trying to make rosters, guys that might be from the XFL, USFL, wherever they are, arena, like those guys are going to be out there taking them reps. And they're going to be taking them reps for their livelihood. Like it, it, when if you were out there and you know from pr your perspective what you're playing, it don't. I mean, does Miles Garrett not being there influence you as a person trying to make a roster? Like, at what point does that like does that register? Or you out there like, listen, I, I'm trying to feed my family. I don't care if Miles Garrett show up tomorrow or not. I got to figure this out. Saying that uh, nobody's bigger than the program, but let me tell you this: there's some guys that are bigger than the program. You get what I'm saying? He's one of them, but not in a bad way. He's proved everything. You know, he's reliable. He's dependable. You can count on him. He makes great decisions, you know, off the field for the most part. So there's no reason for him to be at OTA's red flag because those are for guys, like you mentioned, from the USFL, XFL rookies 
trying to get those reps because you know if Miles was there and taking those reps, other guys wouldn't get opportunities to to progress and get better and get real live reps. So he would kind of be taken away from those guys. So um, I don't think people should get worked up. And I believe you're, you're right. It's not a red flag that he wasn't there because a lot of big time guys don't go to the voluntary. OTAs. I know Aaron Donald, when I was there, he wasn't there at OTAs, you know, and he came back and still had 16 sacks. So it, it'll be all right. Boogie, um, interesting this week, in the last week, the NFL announced that they could flex games into Thursday night football late in the season. And players, it always seems like the players don't love Thursday night football, but interestingly, on their, on their podcast, the Kelsey brothers, who obviously have been around a long time, Jason and Travis Kelsey, who are both from this area, they both said they love Thursday night football. They love playing it because it's a light practice week and then they get a bye kind of at the end of it. And they like uh, it, games being flexed because when they're not playing on Thursday, they want to watch a good game just like the rest of the fans. As a player, I don't know what your shortest turnaround is has been in your career in terms of playing. Would, would, do you mind, would you mind playing Thursday night games? Like, do you think it's a big deal? Uh. I don't think it's a big deal when you know you buy week the extra few days on the back end. Yeah, I think it's more so of a big deal when you have a team that's that has a lot of injuries. You don't get those extra few days you would to get certain guys back as if you were playing on a Sunday. But if your team you have no injury bug that's that's biting your team, there's no problem in that game because you know you get Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off before you start your next work week, or you might have a buy so you'll get ten full ten full days off. So it's really pros and cons, just depending on how your team is constructed at that time. All right, Boogie, who you guys got this this coming weekend? Who are you playing this weekend? We, uh, we're playing the Houston Gamblers. Um, they right. have the number one rushing team uh, in the USFL. They have a great running back in Mark Thompson. And we have the number one um, rushing defense in the Ooh, USFL. So wow. something's got to give. Um, also want to mention that this Saturday, or this Sunday, I believe, is um, the Ohio Football Legends day in the USFL, so about 15 former Ohio State Buckeyes and Cleveland Browns will be at the game signing autographs and things like that. I got a list for you guys to name off some. Nice. Uh, Jim Trestle, Cardell Jones, uh, Wyatt Teller, uh, Eric Metcalf, Greg Pruitt, Frank Manifield, um, Hanford Dixon, and, and, and others. So those guys That's will be at list. the USFL game. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you guys know, are more familiar with those guys than me, but um, they're legends. Some Buckeyes, some Browns. So they'll be here at the Sunday game, the New Jersey at the New Jersey Generals game. So if you guys want to come out and get your autograph signed, they'll be there taking pictures and things like that this Sunday, the Ohio Football Legends Day at the in the USFL. Nice. That was a cool. great list. Go ahead, Mike. Boogie, I got one more for you. The game's also at noon, by the way. So I'm going to text you. We actually may. That may work out for a couple of our schedules this weekend. Uh, Boogie, so I'll text you okay. on the side. But do you get – when you get recognized, are you getting recognized more as Boogie Roberts, the nightmare defensive end, or are you getting recognized more as – Boogie Roberts, the Super Bowl halftime show acting star, or Boogie Roberts, the UCSS uh, fourth chair on Tuesdays or Mondays whenever you pull in? What what do you get recognized the most as these days? That's that's a lot of titles, but um, it's been been a mixture. You know, I have uh, some kids that come and tell them that I'm a beat, you know, their favorite defensive line. Uh, then you have others that has been they've recognized me from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports. Um, it's just been a blessing because that's my goal. I don't want to just be boxed in as just a football player. But you also want to be recognized for for your craft. So, cool being recognized for doing both, you know, getting in the with you guys, and also the work I'm putting in the field. So I would say both. Boogie, good to see you as always, man. Are you coming in studio with us next week or no? Oh, 
Absolutely. I did get this week, you know, All American is on Netflix, it's the number one show on Netflix. I've got a couple of Were you All American? So it's been a blast. Nice. <laughs> right. Nice. All right, man. Awesome. Good luck this weekend. I think we may try to get out to the game this weekend. Boogie, okay. I'm going to text you right after this. We'll go, we'll go right, see man. if we can set this up. We'll see you later. Thanks. I got you. Free game of field passes or whatever. I got you guys. Awesome. Awesome. Boogie, appreciate Thanks, you, man. Boogie. All right. There you go. I right, went a little bit of bad connection at the end. But, yeah, this is a good weekend for me. Actually, it's actually my birthday on Sunday. Oh, for real? So. 27? I'm... 28? How Wait, old are you turn? At my age? Yeah, 28. I wish. That would be great. Can I pass? Man. I can't. You fit, you're not 50 yet, are you? Said, yeah, I'm 50. I'm going to be 52. Are you really? I didn't think you're that much older than me. You're wow, good you for 52. Old. Getting old, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm not eight years away from 60. I mean, that's old. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So you're like AARP eligible, right? Yeah. Oh, at 52? I thought it was in 50? I don't know. 55. AARP, is it 55? Director Steve says 50, and I think yeah. he's 49, so he's, he's approaching that. Yeah, he's 49 my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, how old is, Steve, how old are you? Older than you. Older than you is his answer. Why, why are people uptight to say they're age? I think he's 65. Public record. Uh, well, All right, so know, Steve's 60 plus. At least you're alive. You're in better shape than me, Steve. All right. <laughs> you know, whatever. Age is just a number. Except I, now I feel every bit my age. But I still act like I'm 13, so that's okay. You did but, laugh at an unintentional potty joke earlier in the show. So. Always. Uh, I, I, love, I love a great potty joke. Any final thoughts from anybody before we go on for the day? Remember, no overtime today uh, because we're doing some sort of test run. At, uh, Two big games tonight. The Mucky uh, Mucks get to watch. Can I tease something for tomorrow, though? Yeah, please. This, so this is on tomorrow's show. Jason, I'm sad you're not going to be part of this. But for some reason, PFF chose UCSS to be part of their beta season simulator test. We're one of like 15 oh, yeah, subscribers that. Yeah. that got a chance to do this. So I simulated seven Brown seasons, according to PFF, and the player projections and game-by-game -game picks and records all over the map. Some Browns fans are going to love some of them are going to get really pissed off at, but we're going to go through seven tomorrow. Well, you tomorrow. simulated seven seasons? Seven entire seasons. So you, you can do that on your own? For whatever reason, PFF yeah. chose us as one of the accounts that they're okay. going to let use this. I got an email test. about that, too, but I didn't do anything with it. Well, you could test it out tomorrow. There were, oh, they, okay. they, I think it said 25 people in Ohio got, like, this, oh. whatever. I, I emailed about it. But yeah. I'm going to show the results tomorrow. It varies, and we're going to look at what's the most realistic simulation, what's the least realistic, and uh, – how we feel in totality of how PFF right. is predicting the Brown season. But it's something you can only find on UCSS. Why? Because we're the ones that got to do it. Darn right. That's pretty cool. That is that is really cool. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh -huh. That's it. You got a final thought quickly? Oh, two big baseball games tonight. Little League and Avon Lake and Rocky River. Let's Go get Dodgers. it done. That's true. Peace. See you tonight. We need to win desperately. Desperately.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.